Hey, this is Chris Lockwood, and you're listening to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, Alive. In a place, Welcome to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, where we have the privilege of hearing from people just like you, just like me, who are seeking, learning, growing, striving to better understand is what it means to be fully alive and how that translates in the day-to-day. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome again to the Chris Lockwood Podcast. I realize that you all have very busy lives with priorities that far exceed listening to me. But I'm thankful, and I don't take it lightly, that you've made a choice to stop and spend a moment with yours truly. That being said, I do hope that you are having an amazing week, uh, that it's productive, thriving, and far exceeding all of your expectations. Uh, Before I dive in, I just want to encourage you, when you have the free time, if you have the free time, to go back and listen to the previous conversations. Um, I'm so enjoying listening to and even more so learning from the experiences of other people's lives and their perspective. Uh, There's so much we can gain from one another when we stop and take time to listen to one another. It's actually a win-win. You bring value to others by doing something as simple as being a listening ear. And in turn, they give value to you by being willing to share their lives and learn wisdom. So what does that mean? It means that true quality conversation is highly productive and valuable. Go figure. I do have one small request. I would love it when you listen, if you would help me spread the word by retweeting, liking, sharing on Facebook, Pinterest, SoundCloud, and all of the other social media outlets. I continue to get very encouraging feedback, so as I continue to grow into this, I'd love to see the audience grow as well. And on a side note, just know I'm always working on bringing in uh, more guests. I want this to be a place where you can find quality, life-giving content that inspires and helps you live life to its absolute fullest. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about how skeptical and bent towards criticism the world seems to be these days, including me. Thanks to the internet, we are continually inundated with content and information, so it requires us to have our filters running full throttle at all times. So it's understandable that we could quickly default into skepticism, but I'm concerned because I wonder how often skepticism causes us to miss out on experiencing the extraordinary when it's right in front of us. How easily we let doubt eat at us that we miss the miracle of today, the miracle of this moment right now. We miss the beauty of it all, even when it's standing right in front of us. I've been pondering lately on a story out of the Bible. Now, if you don't like the Bible, I get it. No worries, okay? But stick with me because there is a point that I believe is worth hearing. There's a story where Jesus, you've heard of him, is in this house healing people And him having the reputation of this miracle worker, anybody with any sort of ailment 
would be jumping at the opportunity for a moment with him. So some guys get together and carry this paralyzed man on a mat to this house for Jesus to heal. It makes you wonder if it was it was some weird bet or something. Hey, who do we think Jesus can't heal? Hey, let's get the paralyzed guy from over there. But they get them, get him, they get him there, uh, and then they get there and there's no way into the house because the scene is so crowded and hectic. So these geniuses think, well, crap, we can't get in, so what do we do? Well, what would every, everybody else do? Hey, let's go through the roof. And <laughs> that they did. They drag this lifeless body, limp lifeless body, up on the roof, tear through the tiles, and lowering him down at Jesus' feet. Now imagine how thrilled they must have been at what they just accomplished too. Dude, we pulled it off. This is awesome. They're like high-fiving and they're celebrating. Now they've got their friend right where they want him, in front of this guy, Jesus, who apparently has been on this trip where he is literally healing people from any and every disease, sickness, blindness, you name it. Surely they had to have been thinking that after this crazy, ridiculous stunt, that Jesus would be so shocked and so humbled and so amazed that he couldn't help but heal this man. So right then and there, Jesus, clearly inspired by their, their zealous uh, confidence in him and his ability to do the magnificent, looks at this guy, paralyzed and broken. And the crowd goes silent with anticipation. The guys on the roof lower their heads through the ceiling so that they don't miss a single thing in this moment. And with great intentionality in his voice, Jesus says to this guy, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's this poor gentleman lying on this mat, still paralyzed. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven, which at the moment might have seemed a little absurd. I often wonder what my reaction would have been if I was there. But all of a sudden, the religious bigots literally start freaking out. Only God can forgive sins. This is blasphemy. Who is this man to call himself God? You know, and Jesus says, why do you question in your heart? Why do you have such a hard time having faith? Why are you so bent towards skepticism? Now, it doesn't say that he said all of that, but you can hear it in his remark. Why do you question? However, he doesn't leave it at that. He says, so that you'll believe that I have the ability to forgive sins. He then turns to this man on the mat and says, take your mat and go home. So this paralyzed man literally gets up, grabs the mat on which he, 10 seconds earlier, lay paralyzed and heads home. I would imagine he was beside himself too, probably crying tears of joy, anxious to tell the story to everybody he knows. So why do I tell that story? Because I see us living our lives much like the cynics that were in the room that day. Skeptical, questioning everything, antagonizing, doubting, living lives defeated by pessimism rather than being optimistic about the day ahead. And what happens? We often miss the moment's glory. I mean, picture the scene. The commotion that started when Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. The people freaking out. The religious leaders flipping their lids. But what about this guy paralyzed on this mat? Can you picture him? Assume that maybe Jesus knew exactly what this guy really needed in that moment. Maybe he could see what nobody else in the room could see. The internal struggle, a weight even heavier than the embarrassment and helplessness of being paralyzed. Maybe he fooled himself into believing that his condition was a result of some poor life choices he had made. Can you see him? 
Maybe you've been there before. I know that I have. I picture him and Jesus in the middle of all the noise, the nonsense and bickering, not taking their eyes off of one another, tears welling up in the man's eyes. And even as Jesus takes a moment to entertain the ignorance of the Pharisees, he stays laser-focused on this man, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus then kneels down to this man's level and says, Hey friend, pick up your mat and go home. Now granted, I'm elaborating a little bit, but still, can you imagine the heaviness lifted? The lightness this man felt that somebody would look at him, broken beyond repair, and say, One, God holds no grudge against you. Let it go. Don't let it bother you anymore. And two, God's not finished with you yet. So get up. It's time to live your life again. Now, I'm no preacher, but here's my message. Don't let skepticism keep you from the extraordinary, something supernatural even. God has so much in store for you. Sometimes He heals us, sometimes He doesn't. But one thing He always does is forgive. The question is, are we willing to make fools of ourselves by doing something as crazy as tearing the roof off a house to take a chance on something, someone, namely Jesus, who's ready to lift you up to your feet so that you can begin to live your best days? Because I'm betting that after that experience, that man who once laid like a corpse on a mat lived the rest of his life well. Not perfect, but well. How we live reflects the quality of our faith. Skepticism, that's easy. It's a default, at least of mine. Faith, though, that's real work. Faith is hard, but faith helps. Faith helps us move forward beyond the obvious problems that overwhelm our lives today. What do you think it did for that man's faith that that day when Jesus said, God forgives you? Do you think the odds of his willingness to take a chance on Jesus when he said, hey, rise up and walk, were better or worse? And yet, how often we say, nah, not for me, not for her, not for him, I don't believe it, and continue to live in misery or continue to cause other people to live in misery. I believe that God wants us to rise and walk, to run, to skip, race, enjoy life, and be free. And even if we are physically impaired, to still find a way to live our lives with that same spirit, to stop living paralyzed lives. He wants us not to be like the bigots, but to be like Him, empowering one another, speaking life to one another, helping others to their feet so that they can thrive in the days ahead. Look, honestly, I'm not preaching to you. When I read this stuff, I realize it's probably most definitely more for me than it is for anybody else. But if I could leave you with one thing, it's that there's power in believing and having faith and maintaining confidence in an age-old truth that God wants you to be free free from everything that's destroying and dragging you down right this very second, to experience true forgiveness and to stand up, roll up the mat of the paralyzed life and move forward with great anticipation for all that's to come. Can you imagine a paralyzed man healed? There's no technology, no medical degree, no physical therapy program, just this guy who everybody's been talking about named Jesus saying, get up and walk. So that being said, I'm no Jesus, and I know that. But don't disregard me when I say to you who's listening, get up and walk. Better yet, run. Go live your life 
and don't look back. Be free. Leave the sidelines where the seat of the skeptic is nice and warm. And embrace faith. Come alive and dive headfirst into an ocean full of forgiveness, healing, and joy everlasting. The choice is yours.